0: all right well listen uh, welcome to all of you and especially to our moms on this mother's day let me acknowledge the fact that you know mother's day can be hard for some ladies and some men as well especially if you've experienced loss or unrealized dreams or some of the other challenges that go with living in the kind of world that we live in i want to remind all of us and i'm reminded that I think being a mom is probably the most difficult and challenging job on earth. How many moms would agree with that? Come on, moms, here's your opportunity, all right? Yeah, okay. It's not easy to do. And uh, there are so many demands and so many expectations that are placed on moms. It's like how do you keep all the balls in the air, so to speak, right? It's like being a juggler. So years ago, I came across a job description uh, written by a Mops Mother of Preschoolers group, kind of uh, describing how you would advertise for a mother. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. But I thought to myself this week rather than just read it, it'd be kind of cool to have a demonstration as well of how challenging it is for moms to keep everything in the air. So Pastor Adam is going to join me here He has a talent of uh, of juggling. Uh, He just he just learned it this week, and uh, uh, he he said he'd be willing to try to keep all the balls in the air, and kind of show what I'm talking about here, and uh, how how challenging how challenging it can be. Okay, so you ready, Adam? All right, I'm gonna read this fast because there's a lot for moms to have to do. here we go. Applications are invited for the position for a manager to a lively team of four demanding individuals. The successful applicant will be required to perform the following functions companion, counselor, financial manager, buying officer, teacher, nurse, chef, nutritionist, decorator, cleaner, driver, child care supervisor, social secretary, and recreation officer. Applicants must have unlimited energy and a strong sense of responsibility. They must be independent, self motivated, and able to work without in isolation without supervision, able to work under stress, and adaptable enough to handle new developments in the life of the team, including emergencies and crises. They must be able to communicate with people of all ages, including teachers, doctors, business people, dentists, teenagers, and children. I knew I should have asked a mother to do this. All right, here we go. All right. They must be able to communicate with people of all ages, including teachers, doctors, business people, dentists, teenagers, and children a good imagination, sensitivity, warmth, and an understanding of people is necessary as the successful ca- applicant will also be responsible for the mental and emotional well-being of the team. Hours, all waking moments, 24-hour shifts when necessary. <laughs> Benefits, no guaranteed holidays, no sick leave or maternity leave, no workers' compensation, pay none. Applicants may be required to hold second job in addition to one advertised. All right, let's give it up for Adam. <laughs> now... Obviously, he could have kept juggling the whole time. He dropped those on purpose just to remind us that, you know, it's really hard for a mom to keep all those balls in the air, so to speak. So, you know, so the question becomes, well, what, you know, what is it that mothers need to most focus on? And, you know, what I found out is that what moms need to most focus on is what all of us need to most focus on. And so this message, yeah, it kind of caters toward moms, but it really applies to all of us. And in fact, the best Mother's Day gift you could probably give to your mom is to take this message seriously and practice it in your own life. But what, what should matter most for moms? Well, I, as a non-mom, as a man, I'm not going to try to answer that question. So I went to an expert. I went to the mother of my children, Marsha, and I asked her, I said, you know, what do I say? But by the way, you know, preaching Father and Mother's Day messages is not the easiest thing in the world, all right? Because there are only a certain amount of passages that deal with all those things. And so I was like, what story that I haven't already preached on should I do? And Marsha gave me this incredible idea, and I turned it into a principle that applies, I think, for all of us. Here's what it is, all right? moms and really all of us are at our best when we use our God-given five senses to influence each other with the love and the truth of God. So she started talking to me about, you know, how our five senses are these pathways that God gives us, especially to moms, to, to shape and influence the lives of their children. And she's absolutely right. You know, our senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing, those are like inlets into our lives. They're like these pathways that go into our life. And and moms, more than anybody else, have the capacity to influence the shaping of their children's souls through those pathways. But listen, that's true for all of us. Every human being you contact, all right, has... Has these senses available to them maybe they've lost their sight maybe they've lost their hearing but you know the other senses get amplified when one is diminished and God's given us the capacity to to influence them lovingly and with truth whether it's our our family member or a co-worker or even a stranger we are very sensitized people so what I want to do is I want to work through these senses want to talk about how it relates to moms but I want you to be thinking about how it relates to you and for for those of us who are not moms I and your mom is still alive today I want you to think about how you could use what we're going to talk about to be a blessing to your mom through her five senses as well alright so let's start with the first one I want to start by talking about taste taste you know if you think about it the first time your taste buds were awakened and you became aware of 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 what taste is all about was probably at the at the hands of your of your mom your mom picked you up and she held you against her chest and whether she nursed you physically or used a bottle to nurse you it was through your mom that you learned to understand what taste was and it was through your mom that your taste was satisfied that you experienced the sense of satisfaction and the and sense of fullness as, as mom kind of fed you and, and cared for you and you know what's really interesting if you think about this is that long after that right when you can eat on your own mom still mom still feeds you she makes those meals she cooks those meals she bakes those you know desserts the bread or whatever it is and it's really interesting that as we go through life there are certain things that mom cooks or mom bakes that we begin to associate with her in terms of pleasantness in terms of joy in terms of satisfaction What is the meal that you remember that mom made that whenever you had that meal or or think about that meal you you think about her whenever I uh, smell or eat homemade bread I always think about my mom I always think about her because mom loved to make bread and she made the best bread so every time I have a piece of you know freshly made bread I always think about mom or I think about uh, my my wife Marsha our kids mom she's become known in our family for her chocolate cream pie her secret chocolate cream pie and so whenever we go or she goes to visit our kids it is expected she's going to make the chocolate cream pie and whenever they come to our house it is expected that she's going to make the chocolate cream pie if she didn't do that we would have a family crisis even when our kids were living in Austria, my oldest son and his family lived there for a while, Marsha would have to pack, because it's hard to get a couple of the ingredients, you'd have to pack it to take it over to make that chocolate cream pie. In fact, here's my grandson, Alexander, uh, getting ready to take a large bite out of the chocolate cream pie from years ago. Now, some of you are wondering, where are you going with this? How does this apply biblically? Well, let's look at a couple of passages of Scripture that remind us of this. Psalm 34 Read it with me, please. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. So it says taste, right? And this word good is actually a Hebrew word, tov. Say it with me, tov. And it means beneficial, it means pleasing, pleasant, it means agreeable. So taste of the Lord, it's an invitation. God is saying, take a taste of me, take a taste of my words. See if I'm not pleasant, if I'm not agreeable, if I'm not beneficial, if I don't, if I don't fulfill your life. Or Psalm 119 puts it this way: It says, How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than what? They are sweeter than honey. So isn't it interesting that God, God uses taste and what we experience when we taste the the satisfaction of things that taste good, the sweetness of things that taste good. And God says, see if it's good. You know, so one of the big responsibilities moms have in the lives of their children is to communicate to their children that God is good, that God is tov, that God is pleasant, that God is satisfying. You know, I've been thinking so much about this for the last month, and you've been hearing it come out in the messages. I've just been thinking so much about, you know, what's one of the best ways for us to be a witness to the world around us, to whether it's our family members, our neighbors, our co-workers, or to a stranger. And, you know, the best way for us to be a witness to them is to, is to show them how satisfied we are with the goodness of God. Because the rest of the world is unsatisfying, right? When you think about the rest of, of the world, you know, marketing is based on dissatisfaction, by this, you'll be happier. It'll fulfill your life. And then 2.0 comes out. And I got to have that. And then that's not enough. And this, and, and we're never satisfied. But God satisfies. What a gift it is, whether you're a mother or not, what a gift it is when you live a satisfied life in front of people. They want to know where that's coming from. They want to know the source. So let me ask you a question, whether you're a mother or not. Let me ask you, are you satisfied today? Are you satisfied today? Do your children sense you're satisfied today? Do your grandkids believe you're satisfied today? You're full. You're well fed. Let's look at a second sense, and that second one is touch. I mean, think about it for a moment. You know, when's the first time And who's the first person that touches you? It might be a nurse or a doctor with a rubber glove on, but where's that that first moment when you have skin-to-skin touch? It's usually with mom, isn't it? And isn't it interesting that God made us to need touch? He gave us nerve endings. Not just so we know when something's too hot or too cold or unpleasant, but so that we could experience love and compassion and comfort, and isn't it interesting? That God made us human beings, and that God, in His foreknowledge, knew we would rebel. And God, in His foreknowledge, planned that His Son would take on human flesh. Yes, I know. Most importantly, to die on the cross for our sins. But listen, because God wanted to touch us, He wanted a way to physically convey His love for us. I like this passage in Luke. It says, everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Everyone wanted to touch Jesus, and everybody wanted Jesus to touch them. If Jesus were here today physically, I'm going to guess almost all of us would want to touch him. But what would it mean if he touched us? I love this passage uh, involving some parents and kids. It says, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these kids. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. I always thought it would be fun to write a novel from the perspective of one of those kids who remembers being touched by Jesus and what became of his life because he never forgot that touch. Touch is so powerful. so healing. It's so fulfilling. it's It's so ministers to us. And nobody's touch is more powerful than a mom's. I remember when my mom was in hospice and and she was now unconscious, she was laying there and I knew I was gonna have to leave for a while. And I remember I I was kneeling by her bed and, and I was holding her precious hand. And I thought about all the times those hands of my mom touched me and conveyed to me love and compassion and concern and care hands mean so much and I know we live in a world where there's a lot of inappropriate touch and that's so sad about that it's always been the case in history but it shouldn't keep us from touching appropriately and especially as a mom the power of touch you know I think one of the biggest best gifts you could give your mom if she's available to you today or even your grandmom would be a big hug or it'd be to hold her hand. Even, even here right now, if she's sitting next to you, just reach over as a husband or as a child and just hold your mom's hand. It means a lot. It really means a lot to her because it communicates something. It can't be necessarily spoken otherwise. All right, let's talk about this one. Smell. <laughs> you think where are you gonna go with that one? Did you know, did you know that a child in the womb can smell the amniotic fluid that's there? I didn't know that. That's pretty powerful. And right away after the child is born, they gain a scent of their mother. And they can distinguish between the smell of mom and the smell of anybody else. In fact, scientists did an experiment. They asked um, a group of women to wear a t-shirt night and day for a couple of days. Then they took those shirts and they got some other women in a room who were not the mothers of the children whose mothers wore the t-shirts night and day and they asked some of the moms to put the T-shirts on and other moms to wear their regular, their own T-shirts. They brought the babies in and they quickly noticed that the babies bonded very quickly with the women who were wearing their mother's T-shirt versus the ones who were just wearing their own. Why? Because that baby picked up on the scent. Ah, this is mama. I smell her. I can smell her. Do you know that smell and memory go very close together? They're very powerful. There's certain scents, certain odors that that take us back to places and to situations. So we're going with this biblically. Well, look at these verses. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, live a life filled with what? With love. Remember that. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, finish it with me, a pleasing aroma to God. Keep that. Now let's go to the next verse. But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere. It's a diffusion, right? Like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. What we're talking about here is the scent of Christ. What is the scent of Christ? What is the name of his scent? And the answer to that question is love. Jesus loved his father and Jesus carried with him the aroma of love you know in the Old Testament it says offer up Sacrifices to God and it says and it says those sacrifices that come up to God are a pleasing aroma to him Does that mean God likes barbecue? No? The pleasing aroma is when it's offered up in love When it's offered up in love So what do we need from mom? We need mom to bring into our lives the aroma of being in God's presence. You know, there are people who like showers. There are people who like to take baths. And sometimes, you know, especially women, when they take a bath, they'll put in like what they call a bath balm, B-A-L-M, not B-O-M-B. And uh, it'll have oil and fragrance to it. And the idea is, if she can find the time, to be able to soak in it. And as she soaks in it, that oil, that fragrance soaks into her skin. And when she gets out of the tub, dries off, and puts on her clothes and comes out, guess what? For the longest time, you smell whatever it was she was bathing in. Why? Because it is soaked into her skin. What we need from our moms is we need them to soak in god's presence soak in his love and then bring that to us but you know what that can only happen if we give them the time to do it susanna wesley was the mother of charles and john wesley and listen 17 other children can you imagine moms having 19 kids wow and the story goes that, you know, in order to just have some time with God, what she used to do is pull her apron up and over her head. And she's strong disciplinary, and the kids learn that when mom has the apron over her head, leave her alone. She's with God. Now, please, guys, kids, children, don't go buy your mother an apron for Mother's Day. You will get me in big trouble. But do give her the gift of time with God. Ask your wife. Ask your mom. Mom, you know, when would you like to spend your time with God? And we'll stay out of the way. I'll help out. I'll make it possible. Because when you're with God, you bring an aroma to the rest of us that that we love to smell his presence, his love. amen Amen. all right moms you should be like really amening on that one all right let's look at sight okay let's talk about sight who's the who's the first person most babies see besides the doctor wearing a mask that's scary it's mom right it's mom and do you know that within four months a child can distinguish his or her mother's face from the faces of others and did you know that by month 6 or month 7 a child can actually recognize the picture of his or her mom that's pretty amazing isn't it amazing how god has made us isn't it and so that that visual picture that 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 sight seeing mom but listen carefully One of the ways that moms really bless us and help us is when they help us see what is unseen. In the Bible, that's called faith. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see through their faith. The people in days of old earned a good reputation. Let's look at another passage of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. And by the way, that's the problem these days, is we are bombarded visually by all the troubles in this world, right? It's all all over the news, the internet, everywhere we look. All we see are the troubles. Look what he says. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, he says, look, fix your gaze on things that cannot be seen. That takes faith. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. One of the greatest gifts mom, moms bring into our lives and we bring into each other's lives is when we live out a life of faith regardless of our circumstances. Because faith is one of those things well, you cannot necessarily see faith itself. You can't necessarily see what's coming in the future. You can see the effect of it in people's lives. One of the most, of the most um, visible examples of that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Who, when Gabriel says, You're going to conceive and bear the Son of God to the world. And by the way, it's no human beings going to be involved. It's all going to be done by the Holy Spirit in your womb. She says what? She says, Let it be done to me. I am the Lord's maidservant. In over nine months, you could see faith expressing itself physically and spiritually in her life till she birthed that Messiah. When I think back about my own mother, she was a woman who lived a life of faith, and she was a woman who endured many difficulties and hardships in her life. A father who abandoned her when she was little, who tried to kill her, who burned them out of their house and home, and many other kinds of issues. On the mission field, sickness. Both my brother and I nearly died of disease on the mission field. And, and mom just stayed faithful, trusting, steady in God. And it's affected me. It's affected my family. Mom, don't underestimate how your faith can affect your children's lives and how our faith, you and I, any of us, living a life of faith in this topsy-turvy world, the effect it has on the people who are watching us. Because our faith proves to them that what we believe in must be real or we wouldn't be able to go through the things that we go through. So God must be real. Look what he's doing in his or her life. How can they endure that? How can they face that? There must be a God. There must be a God. All right, let's look at one more. Let's talk about hearing, hearing. Do you know that, that at about 33 weeks in the womb, a, a child can begin to distinguish its mother's voice from all the other voices? Did you know that? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And what's one of the first voices moms hear? Oh, I'm sorry, that children hear after they're born. Moms, right? Speaking, singing, calming, comforting. It's powerful. So powerful. I can still hear my mom's voice. Even, even now, I can still hear her voice. And you know something? Whenever my mom, whenever my mom would speak to me, she always spoke Bible to me do you know what I mean by that but I don't think I ever had a conversation with my mom where she didn't infuse the truth someplace look what it says in Isaiah uh, in Isaiah chapter 30 it says whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it my mom was always reminding me of that even when I didn't want to hear it my rebellious years. This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. She would write me cards. Mom was a card giver. She loved to write and, and give cards. And always, always at the end of the card would be a Bible verse reminding me, this is the way. Walk in it. Or look what it says in Psalms. It says there in Psalm 78, O oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable i'll teach you hidden lessons from our past stories we have heard and known stories our ancestors handed down to us we will not hide these truths from our children we will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the lord about his power and his mighty wonders mom we need you to tell us we need you to tell us the story the good stories the true stories the words of scripture and we need to see you live it out it's life-changing for us now listen carefully everything that I've just said we need from moms all right those of you who are not moms listen carefully ready okay moms need that from us and the best gift you could give to your mom if you're married to your wife your spouse would be to minister to them, not just today, but every day to their five senses. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and your goodness in our lives. We thank you for our moms, those who are here with us, those who have gone home to be with you. Lord, I pray and ask that you would help all of us to be more aware of the five senses that are God-given that, Lord, we would use them to take in truth and take in your love. But, Lord, I also pray that we would realize that the people around us have these pathways and that we would purposely, intentionally, lovingly, and truthfully use them, Lord, to minister to them, to touch them appropriately with grace, compassion, and love. to allow them to experience the aroma of your presence in our life because we spend time with you. Lord, to speak truth into their lives. Lord, help us, I pray, to be a blessing to each other. In Jesus' name.